Never say on a first date, my boyfriend just broke up with me. You look just like him. to earbuds and earworms i'm amy likes long beaches and walks <laughs> and stuff in the rain and long beaches long beaches look i was always awkward on first dates and i shepherd <laughs> <laughs> and i am mitchell manley overdosed on oxytocin looks like you actually planned yours a little better than mine eh, not really i, was I mean I, I thought of it before i walked into the room but not much prior to that do you think i thought of mine before like i turned the mic on nope <laughs> That's quite all right, I'm though. I'm super first. I, I plan heavily in everything except for what I'm going to say in between my names right. and first dates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. because That makes plenty of sense. Well, at this point, it's been a minute since I've had a first date. Right. Yeah, just a minute or two. I don't know. It's been... So, this, this week's theme is first dates, but not like the super romantic terrify someone away from you. Right. Like, I love you forever because there's nothing scarier than someone who says that on a first date unless it's like a mutual thing, but then it's still kind of like high schoolish. but who knows? I'm not going to judge you for your ways. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I, I, it's definitely a cool... Uh, actually, coincidentally, I had a first date last week that I'm not going to go into, but... Dang it. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave the juicy details, but... Uh, yeah, it's quite the coincidence that you, you suggested this theme on the same week that I had a first date. That's pretty funny. It's not because I'm creeping on you outside your apartment. Let's hope not. <laughs> no, there, might be, not. there might be something we don't know about, Amy. No, mostly I'm a homebody, so you know I'm not creeping outside your house. Sure. What did you bring this week? I'm going to start us off with a band called Rat Boys and their song Charles Bernstein. <laughs> i 
Uh, I discovered this song from one of those Spotify weekly playlists, and I've been hooked on it ever since. It's a relatively simplistic song structurally, but the whole vibe is just really entrancing for me. Uh, for some reason, this, this song kind of feels like being on a big boat, and you're heading for something beautiful and grand, and the water's just a little choppy, and you get a little seasick. But it's all fun and part of this larger adventure that you're enjoying, and I think that analogy maps pretty well onto how you might feel on a first date or as feelings are beginning to develop. And even the lyrics are just very sweet and endearing talking about how the other person makes them laugh until they pass out or makes them want to read and be a better person and like wondering how you spent a second without that person up till now just a really fun and quirky song like simplistic yet full of lots of subtle complexities that kind of bloom throughout i think it's very fitting for our theme this week yeah i it's called the band's rap boys yeah i was not expecting lady voices from rap boys but i guess i'm making some assumptions I'm just going to say that um, this is just a sweet ass song. It's like so sweet and squishy on the center side. Uh, Some of the turns of phrases are pretty starkly human experiences that nobody talks about. You make me want to vomit. You make me want to read. Right. You're like, oh, I want to be smart. I'm. Yeah, exactly. So um, and also, why is Sarah McCrantz always busting up in the room? Like, yeah, at least a couple times in this song. Yeah. Her her roommate, Sarah McCrantz, comes into the room. I know. Like, does she not knock? Is there no sock? Is there no tie? What the heck? Got to have some sort of system. Sarah, get your shit together. Yeah. Sorry. Your business, Sarah. No. There's an air of innocence to the song. uh, But with like, I like the mixing. There's like the structure is simple, but I think the mixing is really. Yeah. There's just something to the, to the momentum of this song. It's got kind of a bounce to it that just like takes you along for the ride. I really like it. Yeah. You like experience the song and it is one of those longer songs, Mm -hmm. but you don't feel like it's long. Yeah. As as everybody knows, I hate a long song. So this was like a really good experience song. I dug deep. I found sleepwalkers in my dreams. finished stranger things which was making me dig some like old school synth goofiness and uh this is some new stuff that scratches that kind of itch it is a smidge romantic for a first date for me when i would literally just force someone to listen to tbtl engage if they could put up with stories about airplanes and hot dogs five (laughs) days a week it's one way to start things off yeah that really it's just a it's a trial by fire uh this alters the guitar in this like fun way for me is super fuzzy that almost seems like a good upbeat lounge song also find pleasant that this band doesn't just sound like this because I went through quite a few of their things. Um, 
there are a lot of bands called Sleepwalkers. Yeah. So, but where? I think there's even a Memphis band called Sleepwalkers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they dropped some of the vowels to make it super special. Oh, looking. okay. That's how you know. Right. Is it, do you have to swipe on that one, like I Tinder so, or Grinder yeah. or whatever they do? Um. So, beware unless you really want to find some lo-fi hip hop. But if you do want to find some lo-fi hip hop, there are some Sleepwalkers out there for you as well. Sure. Um. Anyway, the fuzz gives me like good first date feels. Yeah, just like the kind of warm and fuzzy, tingly mm-hmm. in your in your bellies. Yeah, it's like tingle in your ears and your bellies and your back. Yeah, I, I can totally see why this scratches that Stranger Things music itch. It's very 80s sounding, which brings a lot of nostalgia. And I think that the feeling of nostalgia has a lot to do with the first date vibes. Like going on your first date ever when you're young is usually pretty nerve wracking, but also feels really empowering. So evoking that sense of nostalgia along with the lovey language and the super lush and dreamy production of the song really helps it to like hit home and be a, a great first date jam, I think. Yeah, and also, I gotta say, I've decided the YouTube algorithm does not want me to find new music. Yeah, I mean, this one came out a few days ago, and you somehow found it. I know, Or at least it was put on YouTube a few it, days ago. We'll it, was, it was, it was, uh, it came out on the 20th, and today, yeah, is not that long ago. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I am now having to fight it always suggesting, like, Sean Mendez, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're messing up your algorithms. It's I hard know. to find the new stuff. It's, like, killing me, man. Our ear ready selections are secret romantics. Yeah, it's That's great. what they are. Charlie, who we haven't heard from for a minute. Charlie brought Seems Raphael. This is the vetting song. This is like the first date that like you want to know if the person likes the same music. This is unique, short. It's got this like certain gruff edge to it. It starts out pretty chill and builds into a much more interesting sound. I totally didn't listen closely to the lyrics, even though there are not that many lyrics, because I'm awful at lyric listening. From what I can tell is about like the lead up to a date or Raphael always being on their mind or is the singer Raphael? I don't know. Either way, musically varied and lovely construction with plenty of like these like vastly differing dynamics to keep the ear interested yeah charlie's picks always seem that you're that like they're just geared directly into my heart uh this song is just so perfect couldn't be further down my alley uh the drums are what really make this tune special they do a lot of lumbering and halftime rather than being like straightforward and rocking which creates some tension and some uncertainty and definitely feeds into the nervousness of first dates and the uncertainty of like navigating feelings with someone new 
Uh, the guitars are very spacey, but carry a lot of force and momentum, which kind of gives you that feeling of floating and being propelled forward, like being pulled by your heart and intuition when you're feeling anxious and uncertain. Uh, this song's 100% my aesthetic in every way. I'm starting to believe Charlie knows me better than I know myself. Ah, I think our ear buddies are figuring out how to play to the crowd. Yeah, I think especially <laughs> me. I'm I'm pretty. I've been pretty vocal about the things that I love, and and Charlie, being a, a professional music journalist, he he knows how to pick them. Yeah. Metal Johnny brings Jane's Addiction, Classic Girl. Such He says, I was around 17, and I was parked in a graveyard in my mother's Camaro with my first love. I remember playing the song like it was yesterday when a friend pulled up and blasted his headlights, catching the girl and I in the act. <laughs> Let's just talk about the story first. First date songs. No shade, Johnny, but this escalated quickly. Yeah. Uh, why in the world did I think Jane's Addiction was heavy metal from the 70s? Hmm. I know. This is very much 90s rock that I didn't think I had really realized because I'm sure I've heard Jane's Addiction before, but this is like my first noticed time. Wow. I know. Y'all, I'm lame. Uh, this is this really cool hazy jam that is perfect for couch hanging in your teens or like metal johnny showing your butt in someone else's butt in a cemetery to a stranger or i'm actually a friend yeah. <laughs> so we did discuss this as the song like i was listening to the song and dakota and i both confused jane's addiction with alice in chains yeah. for some reason but this is also where dave navarro came from yep. and i don't know how i just like missed the fact that dave navarro was in a specific band and he just wasn't just like dave navarro was always just there yeah dave navarro is from jane's addiction he also had a small stint in the red hot chili peppers maybe i thought he was in the red hot chili did he wear a sock uh he definitely wore a sock at some point okay um yeah jane's addiction is one of my favorite bands i've always loved perry farrell's voice and as obnoxious uh as his tattoo guy persona is dave navarro writes some of the best guitar parts out of like really simple structures uh, this song's just washy chords, but the rhythm and the chord voicings are just weird enough to make it not be boring. Uh, he makes things really floaty and breezy, and I can totally see this being like some blissful background music to a righteous makeout session. Starts out very sparse and flowing, but gains some traction at various points along the way, which kind of helps you escalate from the cute little pecks on the lips into the more passionate, intensive makeout sesh. So yeah, this is definitely going on on my playlist of songs to woo the ladies. So I... Just thinking, like, Breezy and Dave Navarro are in the same sentence. Yeah, it's very strange, but surprisingly, uh, a lot of Dave Navarro stuff is very Breezy sounding. I wonder if, like, he's secretly, like, this really sweet, like, lovey-dovey person. But, yeah, he does have that tattoo. Yeah, I, think, I, I think that's his thing. I think he's he's a super sensitive guy, but he puts off this 
silly exterior. I don't know. I mean, you know he's sensitive because he's got eyeliner. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) JoJo brings pulps something changed. covered the above description perfectly um oh wow this is a perfect description of the theme like literally first date and coincidence just wow deep vocals chill guitar with some soaring going on behind the guitar i think it's like a a, some strings of some sort Mm -hmm. right uh it's just a really awesome little ditty it's is it a ballad um I don't know. I guess we call it a ballad. I don't know. Um, it's non-obnoxious guitar solo and then some big old swelling vocals. Right. This is a perfect song to sing off-key, as I sing all <laughs> songs, after a first date as well. Yeah, this one's very low-key and subdued, which uh, is definitely my personal first date aesthetic. I'm a sweet, sensitive boy, very shy and reserved. So I totally relate to something like this that has a lot of emotions, but kind of channels it through a slow and steady build instead of just dropping it all out on you at once, like right out of the gate. Uh, thematically as jojo said it checks all the boxes it's not super gushy but it doesn't hide its feelings either uh the lyrics touch on that feeling of mystery and fate you know how did you and your love interest manage to end up in each other's orbit and also talks about the compulsion to overanalyze everything you know did that touch mean anything what did you what did she mean when she said such and such just very honest and sweet reflection on burgeoning feelings and being you know love drunk on oxytocin oh oxytocin Good old oxytocin, the I, love drug, make you feel good. Oh, they make some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also for giving birth, so. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that the same hormone does the same thing for love and giving birth? Gross. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, David H. brings Matthew Sweet's girlfriend. I want to love somebody. You need to get back in the arms of a good friend. And I need to get back in the arms of a girlfriend. I didn't know nobody. And then I saw you coming my way. He says, I mean, this is first day as an interview. I guess that's how many of us do it, actually, if you think about it. Like, 
I need a significant other, but like, let's see how this goes. Hey, stranger, want to date? Smooth vocals, scratchy guitar. It's just so fun. This guy does noodle a bit, but then opens everything up to get his point across with some smooth backup harmonies. Yeah, I've heard this song a million times, but never knew who it was. I should have known it's Matthew Sweet. Uh, definitely one of the most confident and self-assured picks so far, uh, which I think is an important mindset to tap into before a first date. Uh, kind of sounds like driving a Mustang down the road on like a sunny day with the top down, like going to pick up your date. Uh, the guitars have a lot of swagger and attitude, and the vocal harmonies make things sound very triumphant and confident. You know, as if a, a chorus of angels is like heralding your arrival to the date, or like just acting as this bright, radiant force emanating from your presence. The song's just perfect to get you feeling confident and pumped up to to win over your sweetheart. You know. Yeah. Now I'm thinking like if anybody's ever driven up in like a Mustang to come pick me up. Hmm. Would that impress you? I don't know, cause yeah, I don't think it would. <laughs> no, cause I I just think of Mustangs as like teenage cars for right me, I but guess. if they if they drove up in a really efficient prius you'd be oh yeah it's <laughs> all about it yep <laughs> the way to my heart <laughs> jeremy s brings the replacements i will dare the classicness of the sound and is like a good romantic montage montage automatically plays in my head with some like good swaying and some like bebopping right yeah and also oh my god it's like the perfect dating song yeah it's kind of so, dancey and all that i like it's it so cute. uh, uh it's, it sort of seems to nail down a lot of the tropes of first dates lots of questions about one another and lots of snark and self-deprecation uh that excitement of being ready to meet up anywhere and at any time uh, the whole if you dare, I will dare thing seems to allude to the idea of like having to go out of your comfort zone and be a bit uncomfortable for the sake of the greater goal. Uh, my favorite line, though, is fingernails and a cigarette's a lousy dinner, uh, which may just be alluding to like sitting around bored waiting on them to call you up. But for me, I definitely associate like biting fingernails and smoking cigarettes with like the nervousness and anxiety of new love. Uh, so far, a lot of the songs seem to focus either on the apprehension that you might feel for a first date or that headstrong, confident feeling of finding someone who's into you. And this song seems to like shoot right down the middle. It shows a lot of excitement and preparedness, but also letting on some of the worry and anxiety and pressure You know that the date should go well. Yeah. I, I, I think that I've only had some like massively horrible first dates like a couple of times. Right. Yeah. yeah they usually go pretty well. And go pretty well, even if it's not even going to go to a second date. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not just an atrocious human being, you know. Usually, if it's someone who you can 
tell by one date that you're not going to be into them. You probably figured that out before the date most of the time. Or you figure, yeah, I guess like the planning of the date. Or if you do get to the coffee shop and it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good one. Yeah, no. Joshua T. Brinks, Serotones, Gotta Get to Know Ya. No more complications to give me that company. the lady energy of self-confidence and take controlledness that is indeed baller is very punkish in a pop sensibility way that is like a walk-up tune for a first date to get to second date you are going to need to not be absolutely terrified but also totally chill with a baller lady leading the way right yeah so so if that matthew sweet song was confidence and swagger this is that to the highest degree that fuzz bass just emanates pure mojo and charisma singer experiences zero doubt that this other person is the one that they want and is 100% confident in their ability to charm them and reel them in. Uh, the song goes beyond the nervousness and even beyond the self-assuredness that you might want going into the first date. This song is knowing exactly who and what you want and going out with full vision and, and intent to just win them over and make them yours. It also somehow gives you the other perspective as well, sort of taking you along for the ride with this headstrong lady and you're the one being wooed and impressed, and she's just out there showing off and being everything that you want. You just can't help but bite your lip a little and take the bait. <laughs> you know, if, if songs can have big dick energy, this one has the most. Like, I might even just blast this tonight and hit up some old high school crushes later to see what happens. <laughs> just this to, song just gets me feeling great. I know. It's like a perfect walk-up tune, yeah, right? Yeah, it's really, really good. I love it because I like confident ladies. And right, like, yeah. The way she's hitting this whole song is absolutely like yeah i think i'm also into that too because like i said i'm sort of a reserved person so if the lady is the one who who can be confident and like sort of take control and and get that momentum going i can fall into the momentum and and get going but it's really hard for me to get started because i'm really shy you know i just don't think of you as shy but i think man i know it's strange right yeah forever uh, we did get some feedback. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did. Um, we got some tweets from Craig. And I think that he might be, I don't know. He's got a bone to pick with me, he, possibly? I, I think he does. So he's like, oh, man, Andy Pod, listening to episode 142, a wrong band called Tail Gunner. This band never had anyone from Oasis. Hmm. First of all, way to keep up, Craig. Yeah, I mean, how are you that far behind? Oh, man. So, I, of course, asked how many tail gunners can there be? And he said, apparently at least two. And it's also a song by Iron Maiden. Yeah, I knew about the Iron Maiden song. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to find more information about tail gunner. The only tail gunner I found was the one that featured uh, Noel Gallagher on drums, apparently. But 
I, I suppose I, I might owe Craig an apology, but uh-huh. I think more so Craig just should have been more specific. Yeah. Maybe you should have done the research for me and told me about the band instead of making me do all the research. You're the one who brought them to the podcast, Craig. Are you shaming Craig instead I don't of giving know. an apology? Just, I don't know. I guess that's probably what I'm doing. Oh, wow. Let's just, let's just share the blame, me and Craig. It's partially Craig's fault for not giving us a nice long paragraph about this tail gunner. Mm-hmm. And it's my fault for, I guess, assuming that it was this tail gunner. I don't know. I would have assumed it was a completely new band. Yeah, I only found one album by, by a band called Tail Gunner, and it, it had Dude from Oasis on it. So okay. I don't know what to tell you. This looks like you need to But some at least of we corrected like, ourselves. Yeah, we, we've kind of, yeah, totally. We, are, we have, uh, we have uh, begged the Ear Buddies to forgive us. Yeah, sure. Yes, and Craig. <laughs> Mostly Craig, I guess. I think everybody else still loves us, hopefully. Hopefully. If you want to get at us on the Twitters like Craig. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Woolite. And the show is at Pod. Facebook, where most of the selections come from. I assume you can tweet these things at us or email us and blah, blah, blah. Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. The voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show, Pod at gmail.com. And this week, I got a bunch of people trying to scam me. Oh, God. Yeah, I got a bunch of scammers trying to scam me out of uh, monies. It's pretty fun. That's not good. Ah, yeah. It's a good thing we're smart and know no. not to give our credit card <laughs> numbers to robot voices. We're not supposed to? I don't think so. Dang. What's our final song this week? All right, I'm going to leave us with Ellis Paul and his song Drive-In Movie. Uh, Ellis Paul is a singer-songwriter who's been around forever. He's put out like 15 or 20 albums. Uh, and his songwriting is always evolving and shifting over time, which makes it really rewarding to just listen to everything that he's put out. Uh, this is off one of his newer records called Chasing Beauty, which came out in 2014. Uh, and it has some of my favorite Ellis Paul songs. This one just perfectly captures that sense of wonder and curiosity and seems to really nail the feeling of like subdued excitement, just trying to contain your gushing heart so you don't embarrass yourself. Uh, the music is perfect with these two guitar parts that sort of complement each other and merge and intertwine in a really gorgeous and evocative way kind of making a parallel of like two two people growing closer and becoming more singular Uh, there's also lots of incredible imagery in the lyrics for instance he talks about roller coasters both as a thing that you might do on a date but also as a metaphor for being love drunk and feeling like there's no gravity and feeling the blood rush just like the first time that you and your date touch just a beautiful little diorama of what it feels like to to fall in love so i hope you all fall in love with ellis paul's drive-in movie Take me to a driving movie Put your body right next to me Whisper promises to me Roll the windows down When you look at me like that Kiss me and I'll kiss you right back Make your heart give it to me Take me to a driving movie Take me on a long vacation Outbound from an old train station Watch the world go by Till we close our eyes In the sleeping car Wake up in a brand new place You're the only one who knows my face Looking for a little salvation 
To a driving movie, slide a little closer to me. Uh, I find that that like it's pleasant that the sound 